Business Talk with Doc. Welcome. I'm glad to see that you're fine enough to listen in. I'm going to try my very best not to bore you, preach to you. I'm not here to open up your third eye. I'm here to just give you a little bit of distraction. I'm going to talk about some things that are going on in the world today. We all know that the coronavirus, COVID-19 is out there kicking our ass. And that's no joke at all, so I'm not going to make light of it. There's over 657,000 cases worldwide, over 30,000, almost 500 deaths, 167 million people on some form of lockdown. We got 125,000 people in the United States of America affected, and over 2,100, almost 2,200, as I broadcast this, deaths. You know, I know that people are trying to find things to do with themselves, to distract themselves from what's going on out there. But one of the things you should not be doing, and like I said, I'm not here to preach to you, but this is not coronavirus, COVID-19 time to be pranking people. Pranks are not funny at this point in time. Food is scarce in some markets. So if you out there doing bullshit like in markets coughing and sneezing and invading people's space because you want to post this shit and get a like at a later time on a video and if the law comes down on you then good for you because it does not make any sense whatsoever this woman in philadelphia or pennsylvania somewhere she destroyed thirty five thousand dollars worth of food you know how many people could have fed their families with the food that had to be put in a garbage because this woman wants to play games. Some things are funny. Sometimes are for games. And then there's other times where games should not be played. This is one of those times where I don't think that a lot of games should be played when it involves this pandemic. And what they're saying to us also is that because of this pandemic, that they feel that it's not a case of when, but it it's almost a guarantee that we will have another pandemic at another time. I don't know if what kind of uh, time scale they're using, if they're saying 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, I don't know. But they say that more than likely this type of thing will happen again. Some kind of mutation of a virus or germ will get out there and hurt us. Now, I don't trust Donald Trump. I make no bones about that, and I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you. I don't trust him. I don't trust his administration. I don't trust Pence. And I don't like the fact that he seems to be pushing this agenda that we need to return early April. I don't know if the world will be ready, but the amount of deaths and everything that are going on in Louisiana, New York, and still worldwide, how are we ready to move forward at any point in time? Everything can be about a finance, you know. And where's Dr. Anthony Fucci right now? Where is he? He was the one person that we seem to be able to at least look at with some degree of trust in this administration. And he seems to have disappeared off the face of the map. And it's troubling to me that we don't even see this gentleman, you know. The Olympics finally decide that they were going to cancel the 2020 uh, Tokyo Olympics. It took them long enough to make this decision. I think it's really foolish on their part. This fucking Dana White is hell-bent on staging UFC 249. He's uh, claiming that he won't tell the media. 
He won't tell the general public where it will be held, but it will be held. So good luck to him, and good luck to all the fighters in his camp that he's paying. Good luck to their families, because I don't know how ESPN gets in bed with a man who is, people are dying left and right, sick left and right. We're not talking 10, 15. We're talking hundreds of thousands of people worldwide. Like I said earlier, 167 million Americans are under some form of lockdown. So to take it light and think that in less than two weeks, you'll be able to bounce back and things will go back to normal, more than likely it will not. We don't even know what the new normal is going to look like after this is all over. And just to give you a case in point, I was sent some advertisements by sneaker companies. And right now, Jordans are like on sale dirt cheap. But one, who's going to deliver these sneakers? Two, will these companies even be in business anymore after the pandemic is over? So you're sending out money to companies maybe to get products that you may never receive because they'll be out of business. So I'm not buying anything. Actually, this is like the first time in a long time I haven't spent a dollar on anything. I haven't ordered anything other than the essentials, which is basically food and gas. I haven't spent money on anything in like three weeks. So I've been actually just banking everything that I have, which is not the world's worst thing because when it comes when I come out of this, I'll be able to go on some kind of shopping spree if I'm lucky enough to survive this. Now, I'm not arrogant enough to say that I'm going to survive it because I don't know. This is not in my hand. You know? Who we got here? This is Ned Boy. Hey, Ned. How are you, brother? Everything's good. How are you? I'm all right. You sound a little hazy. Oh, you can hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you nice and clear. I was just talking about how right now it seems like everybody's having these massive sales. I keep getting all these uh, sales brochures uh, through my emails for Jordans. I could buy like uh, $200 Jordans for $75, but I can't trust that these businesses will even be open when this thing is over. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, even the big chains like Macy's and other stores are having big sales. I guess they got to make up for the, their brick and mortars being closed. Yeah, this is, but this, I'm talking about like Jimmy Jazz and Dr. J. I mean, $200 Jordans, they're offering them to me for like $89. And I would normally, I mean, damn, this would have been like a dream deal. But I'm like, you know what? Like I just said, like right before you called, I haven't really spent any money in over three weeks. I am still sitting on the same cash that I had in my house three weeks ago. The only thing that I brought was food and gas. That's it. I have not brought any items. If I don't well, need it, especially right now, I'm not buying it. Wow. That's really good, though. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, like I said, some people are going to be able to go on a hell of a shopping spree when this is over because I'm just banking money. All I'm doing is sitting on it. I mean, I have literally not spent a dime other than food. And right now, I'm down to only going out one time a week. Once a week. That's it for the week. I don't see outside again. Like oh, wow. tomorrow will be my day out. Even though I have supplies that will last me far into like uh, maybe two or three weeks down the road, 
I just like to have extras. So I'll go out tomorrow. I'll find whatever they got, get it, bring it home. And after that, I won't be out again till next Monday because I don't have to go out. There's nothing out there for me. I'm trying. I'm really trying not to get sick, man. Yeah, you're not the only one, but I still be able to. We still have to do at least an hour recess every day because the kid can't stay in the house 24 hours. Yeah, but you could just walk around the block or so, right? Yeah, but I tend to go up to the park for a little while, even though no one else be in the park. Yeah, like yesterday. Well, see, I have a deck, so it's not like I'm not getting any outside air. I have oh, a yeah. deck, and actually yesterday what I did was one of the cigars you sent me, uh, an Acid 20 cigar. I went out on my deck. I smoked this Acid cigar with a non-alcoholic Bex, which I'm going to re-review. Non-alcoholic Bex is pretty damn good if it's been in the refrigerator for a long time. If it is ice cold, you will not notice that you're not drinking alcohol. You would think you were drinking a regular beer. The first <laughs> time I, the first time I drank it, it was I had brought it that day and only had it in the refrigerator an hour. These have been sitting in my refrigerator now for a month and a half, so they're oh, wow. ice cold. And that cigar is so fucking sweet. I am going to give props to Acid Twenty. If you are a novice, well, not a hardcore cigar smoker. You will love it because it's really sweet. It's so sweet that you could actually pass this cigar to your woman and she would enjoy it. It's a light puff. It's, you get good smoke. But the only thing is, I mean, this is like almost 100% candy. This is cotton candy cigar <laughs> in your mouth, man. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and bullshit you. It is that sweet where I wanted to almost slob some of the sweetness off of it. And what I did was I gave those little, you had some little baby cigars in there. Yeah. Like, so I gave that to my wife, and she smoked about a half of that, and she enjoyed that because you know what we love each other, and we're not even trying to do a lot of uh, interaction of saliva and stuff right now. You know, because Man, we don't have the, the same. Building. I walked out the building yesterday, and two people were making out. I'm like, whoa, what the hell? They don't care nothing about the coronavirus. Yeah, they they actually, you know, you need like dental dams for kissing. You know, so they tell us, uh, unfortunately, see, you'll get to see it a little bit more than me being in New York. Uh, When you go online and you look at TV, a lot of people are still failing at the social distances. I mean, they are still flunking. Right now, we're giving each other a lot of space down here. First of all, I live in a driving only community. I have to state that. There's no walking, really. There's nowhere to fucking walk here. So either you're in your car, which means you're isolated, then you go to a market, and I'll give somebody the whole fucking aisle, man. I don't know what you're doing down there. You can have well, over it. Over here, they're, not even they're only letting 20 people in the supermarket at one time. As a matter of fact, how are the super? The last time you gave me an update, you said that they were looking pretty stocked. How are they looking now? They must be still getting shipments because I was in the supermarket yesterday, and it was pretty stocked. The only thing that they was missing was Clorox wipes and stuff okay we we and i you know what i'm going to really piss on these motherfuckers north carolina's work ethic is shit imagine if you had a 400 pound 13 year old child who was a pig not just because they're fat 
but because they're fucking lazy. And that's how people down here work. So nobody's in a rush. And I've been down here for eight years. I've noticed nobody's in a rush to do anything in this state. I have not met three people in North Carolina who could literally work in the New York market where you need to work and chop, chop. These people want to do everything like la-di-da. And so these markets are not being stopped. I'll see tomorrow. I'm hoping for the best. I mean, I've still been able to get some stuff, but I mean, like, meats, net, man, you can barely find meats. Thank God I keep my freezer stocked. Well, it also could be because you guys have, like, immune markets, meaning, like, maybe one market for, like, an entire area. No. I mean, we have, okay, where I live, I have what's called the Harris Teeter, right? Mm-hmm. I have a food lion. I have a fucking super Walmart. One, four miles away, another half of Walmart, three miles away. So between seven miles, there's two super Walmarts. Oh, there's right. got to be about, there's at least three Harris Teeters, four food lions, and then we also have this store called Lowe's. So, and this is all in my area. Because we're so suburban, that's the one thing we have is markets. They, it, what it is is these lazy motherfuckers, like I said, they will not get the stuff from the shelves. I mean, from the work area to the shelves. I went to one store, and I'm not lying. The boxes were loaded to the ceiling. But nobody was taking anything out of the boxes and putting them on the shelves. I was like, what the, what the hell are y'all doing? Y'all got the stuff, but y'all not putting it out there. You know? That's crazy. Now, That's you might, yeah, you might have seen him because I haven't seen him lately. Have you seen Dr. Anthony Fucci lately in any of the press conferences? Not the press conference, but he's been like making his way around on the talk show circuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Like I was saying, I think he's like one of the few people that we could actually seem to trust a little bit, especially coming out of anybody involved with that uh, administration is untrustworthy. Pence is untrustworthy. Uh, Trump is untrustworthy. This bullshit about opening us up by uh, Easter sounds insane. I don't think we're anywhere ready for that yet. Our numbers keep going up, in New York at least. Yeah. I mean, y'all are epicenter right now. I'm, I've never been more happy to not be living in New York in my entire life. And I feel bad for New York because New York's, you know, that's my uh, that's my main vein. That's everything. I mean, my, my people are there. Uh, my work life is there. My social life is there to a degree. I mean, yeah, I, I love really New think York. I think it's because we're so large and our central employees are being that we're like the hub for a lot of businesses. Our central employees are still going in every day. And that includes like mill rooms. Like my firm is closed, but the mill room and the duplicating center is still open. Yeah, because somebody has to process that paperwork. And we can't do it out of another office because all other offices are closed. I think our Hong Kong office is just getting back to work. Hmm. Yeah, and then now we have, uh, they tried to uh, 
put this false narrative out. I'm going to say this the best that I possibly can. So don't hold me to this, people. But hydrochloroquine, the anti-malaria drug, everybody was trying to say that that was going to be a fix for this. And they kind of like poo-pooed that in the water and said, this is not actually going to work. But, you know, our government, man, our government is something else. We finally get the okay for the stimulus bill. So I guess they said by middle April, they'll start sending those $1,200 checks out. Yeah, only if you make less than 75. Okay. If they got the 75, it's going to take us a hit on the 1200 Okay, so... But that still leaves a lot of American families who will get it because seventy five thousand oh, yeah, is not like base pay. Yep. I'm sure there's still a lot of people that's living between the thirty to fifty range in America. And I, and 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 below. And yep. definitely below. So that should I don't know. help. I'm like, how the hell you live in New York right now? Thirty thousand ain't getting you much, especially with rent. Yeah, well I, I used to have this thing in my mind. When I was growing up, and I always thought that after you reach a certain point in life, you should make more than your age. The only way to truly survive in a city like New York, you've got to make more than your age. If you're 40 and you're still making under 40, you're underachieving. You know what I mean? You're underachieving. Well, that's just my thought. I could be no, wrong. I explain that to some people in my department. I'm like, dude, I've been sitting here for 20, 25 years. Y'all only making between 45 and 50. Why are y'all still here? Y'all not trying to learn anything else to advance. I just want to file all day. That's it. That's all y'all want to do is just file. Just, yeah, some I people said, don't want to. But I'm like, filing is going away. So what do you think will happen to your job? Yeah, I, you don't know anything know else. You're going you're gonna to be jobless. Yeah, I, I, I never, I never understood that, man. Money is to be made. As a matter of fact, I've, I've, I've actually got in bed with a lot of people over the course of my life, especially the last fifteen years of working, who always told me that you know what, do what you do and you get paid. We'll make sure of it. If you do what you do at a high level, we will pay you at a high level. And especially since I never wanted to be stuck in a rut, I always wanted to learn something new. I didn't ever have a problem with somebody saying, you want to take a department? Yeah, let those assholes work for me. I'll take them. I got no problem with that. Because if they work for me, then that means I I get bumped up. Because people forget you're not going to be young forever and your money-making, your true money-making years will start getting tighter unless you're a high-level professional. If you're not a doctor, a lawyer, nobody's looking for a fucking 62-year-old file room clerk. Nobody's looking for that person. And if they are, they're looking for you at the dirt cheapest price that they could possibly pay that position. Because they just, say... No, go ahead. To my brother. No, I just said I told that to my brother. He was on his job for 22 years. And they got laid off. You know how hard it is now for him to find a job at 54? He was a a manager in the mortgage department at the bank. It's hard because those are limited positions. 
Yeah, and you're competing against a lot of people. You're competing against brand new faces coming out of college who are going to take, for the most part, they're going to take the base salary. You're already at a salary that you really don't feel comfortable taking less than. You know, that, 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 that's the one good thing I will say, man. Up That last 15-year work of my life was really good. I never worried about anything. I was a yearly bonus getter. I mean, I was getting sweet bonuses every year. I was getting raises every year. So I was constantly, my salary was constantly raising. I didn't have to ask for it. I mean, you know, after I maneuvered that damn near $10,000 uh bump up in salary, which I told everybody about two, like two or three shows ago, and I wouldn't recommend that everybody do it because that's dangerous. You could lose your job. It worked out for me. It worked out for Doc. Don't mean it'll work out for you. See, I had something special to offer. You ain't got nothing special to offer. Don't go in the fucking room and ask for special shit. You know what I mean? Tell people that. Yeah, you're the ugliest chick in the club. Don't try to get there. You might not land the, the richest dude in the room. You might have to stick with the motherfucker working nine to five. You might not get an NBA baller. I have a coworker yeah. asking, why do I still get leads? I said, dude, just because I'm working don't mean I, I I I give them all my loyalty. I said, I still want to know what's out there. You never know who might come around like and, and throw a sweet deal on the table. Yeah, and I'll take it. Yeah. You know what? I wish I could sit down and actually talk to some young people. And and there's certain things I would tell them. You want to get you want to get into a position if you're going to work. Unless you one of those people love to work with their hands, you want to get in a position that you use your intelligence. You know, you want to use your intelligence, and part of using your intelligence is to get jobs where you can work remotely. I mean. First of all, that shows trust that your employer has in you, that they allow you to actually conduct business from the comfort of your home, you know, and then also save. Like, I was saying this right before you called in. They told us that the next pandemic is not a case anymore of F. It's a case of when. So that means we have been properly prepared for this one now for the next one. People should not be in dire straits where they are blown away that that something else could happen. You have to be prepared. I don't give a fuck. The only thing I'd be thinking about now is because you have countries like China that could, oh, look how look how this spread and kill people. Let's let's go work on something in the lab. If you don't think we do, we do that all the time. Also. Russia does that. Man, we've been doing that shit since World War II and the Nazis. I mean, we, we have definitely been fucking with each other biochemically. The only sad part is that we don't have fucking scientists out there who can look at a germ and say, this is what we need to kill a germ. We would think that we would be that advanced by now. We're not supposed to get to this point with all the money that's put into research and development and stuff where Something could kick our ass like this. I really think it's because it's the way our, our government works. It depends on, like, Trump got in the office, started cutting all the programs that was put in place before him. Somebody else will come in the office and they start cutting the programs that was put in place. Like the pandemic crisis team, 
budget was cut because he wasn't utilizing it. So, oh, why give them a billion dollars? Hmm. Yeah, but and the next person behind the ball. Next person will not be this dumb. They will have to have things in place because, like they said, this is what the doctors are saying. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when, and a matter of what. That's the mystery of it, you know. Now, I, I'm really pissed off at a guy that I uh, support, that I've come to support a lot in 2019. Uh, I was not a big Amazon person before 2019. I'm not going to sit here and lie to anybody. But Jeff Beatles, the world's richest man, at least the richest man outside of those uh, Saudi uh, fucking sheiks and princes, this motherfucker got the nerve to ask us to help his employees in an Amazon relief fund. He's got a lot of nerve. This dude could take $500 million out of his own pocket and it wouldn't even hurt him. Wouldn't even hurt him. Because Amazon is going to bounce. When this is over, F is over. When people start spinning, net. Think about this. Think about this. You, you've been jonesing to buy something. People don't even think about it. They've been jonesing to buy something. They're going to start buying shit insane as soon as this is over. Yeah, my, my lobby still, still uh, don't look like we missing Amazon packages. It still look like regular deliveries every day. Really? Because they... I thought that they were saying that some stuff was on back order for like a month. So what I had an order, it's not coming in two days. It's, it might say it's coming, say, next week Friday. But then I'll end up getting it like next week Wednesday. So instead of two days, it might take six. Okay, so Amazon is still functioning. At least in New York. Okay, see, that's my thing. I had stopped, like I said. I'm not going to sit in lie. I haven't spent dime one. But I was going crazy. I'm I'm actually looking over in my my room right now. I have a pile of unopened clothes that I have been buying since like November of last year. Sneakers, t shirts. I even ordered stuff for Strange Talk. You know, I mean I got all this shit sitting there. Socks, this, that and the other. But I have nowhere to go. So they sit there and I go, well, you know what, why am I ordering why am I spending money when I don't even know if I want to get product? Because trust me, I want to buy those Jordans. I'll buy 10 pair of them in different kinds, man. They got every Jordan you can imagine. Jordan 1. When's the last time you seen Jordan 1s for $110? Uh, never. Okay, then they are now. They are yeah, today. I, think, but I still think that these stores online presence, because they have a warehouse, so they probably got to get the stuff out of their warehouse to get new shipments in. Okay, you, you know what? Then I'll think about that because... You, if it's there and I can trust to get it, you, the only thing is they have to be like, when I get to the checkout area, it can't say some shit like uh, back order. Then I'm canceling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Then I'm canceling directly. Yeah, because everything now, is cheap. I, I was like, we supposed to go on a trip in August and the airfare is down by $200. So I'm like, well, let's just hop on the airfare now. Yeah, I told you I told you about two weeks ago, my trip is four hundred dollars less. Wow. Four four hundred. So now I have a I have something like a four hundred and eighty dollar credit with Southwest Airline plus I still have my flights. Matter of fact, I haven't even got my refund from the hotel yet because I know I have a Vegas hotel. So 
I know they're going to refund me because my trip is in June. I don't know what's going to be happening in June. But we shall see. But right now, I haven't canceled it because I was like, you know what? If life goes back to normal, one thing I'm going to need is a trip. You know what? I'm going to need some sun and some fun. Now, my thing is this. I was speaking to my wife about this earlier. I wonder if jobs are going to tell all their employees, you know, fuck y'all in your vacation this year. Because, you know what? Wouldn't they need everybody to be hands on deck? Um, have they discussed? Have they discussed that with y'all? Like, are they going to go back my, to a regular uh, vacation schedule? My job is fine, but I have a friend firm who they didn't take their vacation days. I don't know if that's legal, but they did already announce that they're not getting any raises or bonuses this year. They cut out all the employee um, perks, like um, breakfast on Fridays. Um, Snacks, free snacks during the week. They cut all that out. They already sent the email out saying, "Don't expect anything for the rest of the year." But their vacation time still seem to be intact. Okay, so yeah, you live and you learn. That's why I bring these subjects up because I'm not—I don't know it all, and I like to learn. And the only way you learn is the acts, right? So that's what I do. Listen, let's talk some entertainment. And I watch you—you you bailed on them. I watched The Walking Dead last week, and Mershon's, uh final episode, I think, was last week, and yeah. boy, was I irate. Uh, I thought it was a shit episode. It was a bad acid trip. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but my major problem with this, with The Walking Dead, is the blatant racism of The Walking Dead. Every black male character... I'm talking about from the beginning. T-Dog on down has either been a coward, an addict, a babysitter, an alcoholic, and now we had a LSD addict. Can you believe the fucking, it's the apocalypse, and the black guy's basically cooked on hallucinogenics. Oh, my God. This was last week's episode. This fucking guy's been making some kind of uh, wacky tea where he he flips out every you know he he stays spaced out. I'm like, you know what, Walking Dead, fuck you, man. I mean, you, you, the racism on your show is outlandish, man. This was us. Did you see it? Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, it was very good. Uh, I did you peep something in this episode before? I have to ask you that before I try to give you tell you what I thought I peeped. There was something very glaring in this last episode of This Is Us. The only thing that I questioned, it wasn't sure about, was um, when Kate's son gets older, they never show Kate and the husband. So I'm like, did they die? Uh, Thank you. That's my point. Is Not just that. They didn't show Kate and Toby at the birth they also didn't show Kate or Toby at the mother's death watch. Yeah. So Kate and Toby are just disappeared. And these are two monumental things. Everybody is basically there waiting for Becca to die. Yeah. Their grandchild is being born, and they're not in the room or even mentioned. So 
I guess that's the big thing. You know what? I think that was the season finale. They're only going to rock this thing out like another year or two. So I guess we're going to be getting into wrap up. And so this is us keeps its steam. I, I really uh, do appreciate them. Yeah, the whoever's writing in the back is pretty good writers. But now I'm starting to see other, I guess, people are biting, and all these networks are coming out with shows similar to This Is Us. Like NBC just had a show called The Council of Dads. Uh, ABC has something called The The Family or something, and it always has to circle around somebody dying now. Hmm. Man, I uh... like everyone wants to join in on the. The ratings of This Is Us. I watched uh, fucking Impact Wrestling, and I'm going to tell you now, man, I was blown away by what I've seen. It's the stupidest fucking thing that I think I've ever seen in the history of wrestling. First of all, they are showing old tape programs. So there's still a crowd if you watch Impact Wrestling, right? It's not live. So there's no empty arenas. But this uh, demon character, uh, Reverend James Mitchell or whatever, listen, there was an angle where three people got stabbed, one got stabbed with a machete. I'm like, this is wrestling? (laughs) I mean, there were two murders. It was two murders. One woman literally stabbed the man and he's gushing blood, but this is a wrestling angle. And another dude hit a woman in the head with a crowbar. I mean, I was like, come on, man. This, y'all getting a little too dark trying to draw people over here. <laughs> I guess they don't have the names to do it anymore, so they're like, let's make the story live that people would like. Yeah, and then naturally, one of the guys who gets stabbed from the dead because he's a devil worshiper, he comes back to life. But th- there was a man, a 280-pound man, beating the shit out of a woman with a baseball bat and a crowbar. He was hitting her with a crowbar and a base. I mean, usually, something about Impact Wrestling, they don't mind male-on-female violence at all over there. Are they the one with the female heavyweight champion? Yes, who has a jaw like a motherfucker the size of a, a, a tablet. Just put your <laughs> tablet in front of you and say, that's her jaw. It's Tessa, <laughs> Tessa Blanchett, Telly Blanchett's daughter. Where she got that jawline from, man, I have no idea. I did do something this week. I watched this movie from 1995 called Kids, Rosario uh, Dawson's yeah. first movie. Yeah, I know that. Uh, if, you, if nobody out there has ever seen Kids, give it a try. It's a, it's a bunch of uh, movies that went with that. It's Kids, Bully, and another movie called Ken Park. But be used to young people nudity. If you can't handle that, don't fucking watch it. And I also got back into boom, 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 The Wire. I am wow. starting. I'm on. I'm looking forward to episode three, season one, starting today of The Wire. I figured, you know what? I need something to binge watch. This is right up my alley. You know, SVU came back this week. It was an all right episode. SWAT's out there. Uh, the Blacklist is out there. But it's not a shitload of television. I think that if you ask me, cable TV, ESPN have really poo-pooed the bed. 
uh, ESPN because everything worth a damn they put to ESPN Plus. So you already pay for ESPN. Now you got to pay for their premium just to see anything good. Cable could be, you know, last week there was like 100,000 people who signed a petition to please release all episodes of Law and Order SVU and just marathon them. You know, we're home. Please do this for us. They, they refused to do it. Refused to do it. You know, if you're not paying money net, they don't seem to give a damn about you. Yeah, I, I really think more people end up cutting the wire because there's nothing on TV. Yeah, and they have a ch- this was a chance. Think about this. Dana White, UFC, right? He's got all this library of stuff. But instead of releasing any of it to ESPN, which they could show for free, he puts it on his UFC fight pass saying, pay me. I mean, this is a time to actually be kind to human, to mankind. Say, you know what? I'm going to do you a favor. Matter of fact, we're going to talk about that. People who did us some favors. The music industry, I'm going to tip my hat to them. Some people have been releasing free fucking albums, man. Whole for download, they don't give a fuck. They putting the whole thing on YouTube. No copyright violations, no nothing. Now, I want to just talk about two because I know you don't give a fuck. And nobody should. Little Uzi Vert came out with two CDs. One was called Uzi vs. The World 2. And the other one was Eternal Would Take. These are not even... CDs as far as I'm concerned. This is not music. This is garbage. If I had a son or a daughter and they, I came in their room and they were listening to it, I wouldn't say a word. I would open their window and throw them right the fuck out the window because I'm saying I got some kind of lunatic here who's going to eventually kill me in my sleep. So <laughs> they would be homeless in the fucking coronavirus. I would just throw them out. I keep all this shit and just throw them out. So I'm not even, there's nothing for me to say. Matter of fact, I got a couple that I just want to go through real quick. Uh, Morrissey released an album. It's called I'm Not a Dog on a Chain. I couldn't find one song out of 13 that was worth a damn. So that album's garbage. Nine Inch Nails released two CDs called Ghost 5 and Ghost 6. No singing, all music. Like, Two and a half hours of just music. I don't listen to Nine Inch Nails for fucking musical arrangement. They even had songs called Waltzes and Sonatas. I was like, I'm not into that. So I passed on that. Now, did you listen to oh, Mac Miller also had a CD release called Circles. Did you ever, did you hear that? No, I never listened to that because I, I wasn't really a fan when he was living. Okay. I've heard Mac Miller on some remixes where I really enjoyed them. So I, I actually am going to review the album. The album was very dark. You could tell that he wasn't right. He sounded high, like almost the whole album. I could not find one song on the entire album that made the cut. So that one, I never will listen to anything on that again. It's garbage, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, join the Lucas. The full H A D H D release. Most of this album was already released months ago, like uh, Isis and Devil's Work. But I lied, Lotto, 
and I think it is Will. Am I correct? Yeah, that's the name of the song. I enjoyed all three of those. I I like Joyner Lucas. What I wanted to do is I don't watch your video first because I don't want your video to blind me to the song. Will Smith should be sitting at his home feeling pretty fucking good about himself that this young man gave him so much love. I I thought that was a beautiful thing. If that's truly his idol, he couldn't have didn't he couldn't have gave him a better gift. Um so I uh I appreciate this album and I if you're a fan of Lucas or if you're not even a fan of Jordan Lucas, I say uh give it a listen. What about you? I enjoyed it. But I also tell people if you never heard of him before because I know it's a lot of people that never heard of him because Will Smith posted the information so a lot of Will Smith fans probably went over Check out his other stuff because some of his stuff is. Um, I was just sitting there listening to his YouTube channel and I'm like, oh, I never even heard this stuff. And this is actually really, really good. Yes, Joyner Lucas, for those of you who do not know, also produced the I Am Not a Racist uh, soundtrack from about a year and a half ago that uh, my song also did a, a retake of, which was very good. Matter of fact, I've heard Joyner and Logic together several times because I think he was on Logic's album and Logic's been on his album. Yep. And, it's like, and why, I, pay, why pay for a feature where I could just swap? Yeah, and I, I, I enjoy both of them. I, I really thought that they were both good. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to really fuck people up who know me. Jada Kiss came out with a CD called Ignatius. And I said to myself, what the fuck? You know, I'm not a Jadakiss fan at all. I said, what the fuck is this lunatic involved in? Why is he going to name an album after some bishop of Antioch, Roman Catholic saint, Ignatius? Well, come find out, Ignatius is his buddy, Ice Pick Jay Jackson, he, a friend of his who died in 2017. And that's why he named it. And so far, 2020, and me, I'm telling you, I am not a fan. Matter of fact, when we did the music show, I had Jada Kiss in my top five worst rappers I thought was mainstream. <laughs> uh, Jada Kiss, Pearly Gates, Hunting Season featuring uh, Pusha T, Keep It 100, Government Cheese, and I know featuring John Legend, that song is a, I'm keeping for the rest of my fucking life. I know what John Legend is just out there. The one hunting season with Pusha T is great. I give this shit, if I had to give stars, I give this five star album. I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed this album. I heard it was like a, an adult album. You You know what? I appreciate he he seemed to come to the same kind of uh, realization that Royce did on his last piece of work. Jada Kiss was actually Jason. Obviously, that's his government name, Jason. So Jason rapped more than Jada Kiss. And, you know, it wasn't all that <laughs> that laugh shit he does. He has some serious stuff to do. I didn't even mind the fact that he did a prayer on the record. It didn't even bother me because it fit with the song so well. Like I mean, a DMX I, type prayer or 
No, he was. He, he just did a prayer. You know, he's he's talking about his friend who died, and okay. he wants to let him know that your family, I got him. Your sons, I got him. Your woman, I got him. I am not gonna let these people go. You're my brother. They're my family. And then he says a prayer. And so it didn't. It didn't bother me. It wasn't the whole song was a prayer. It was just a little section of it. And you know, some people would zone out when they hear anybody pray about anything. But I thought it fit. It fit the flow. And whoever produced this music, maybe it was this J, Ice Pick J, who produced the music because somebody at, uh, I still think he's with uh, Ruff. Um, what the hell is the name of the people DMX used to be with? Oh, Rough Riders, yeah. Rough Riders. He had a great producer. So the music was banging. The, the, if you even took him off the music, you'd be like, damn, that's a hot track right there. Because that's what he says on one of the songs. He said, this Jackson dude would come in with a track and he'd be like, it's already hot. I barely need to say anything on it. And he said, that's the vibe the man gave him. And he was like, go ahead, kill it now. Now, what you talking about? Yeah, this is a must check out. Like I said, I'll repeat them real quick. Hunting Season, Pearly Gate, Keep It 100, Government Cheese, and I Know. Those are all are going into my heavy rotation. They are going straight into my car. So the next time I ride out of here, which is tomorrow, they will be on my soundtrack. And like I said, I know with John Legend ain't coming off. That's not even coming off. Now, also this week, Childish Gambino dropped an album called 31520. The name of the... uh. This, my favorite song on it was called Algorithm. And another song, he he named them very weird, Matt. He gave them only numbers. I guess these numbers mean something in the algorithm family. 53.49. I loved it. Algorithm, loved it. This is a grown-up person's album. This is not for teeny boppers. They won't get it. Some of the shit sounds kind of disco-y. It's funky, beautiful music. He doesn't basically rap. He kind of more sings the lyrics in this album. So I'm, I, I give that one a thumbs up too. But this is, uh, like I said, grown up people's music. But this like, is not uh, like... No, is a version of Childish Gambino, like This Is America type song? Yeah, This Is America, but more sing song. He basically sings this album. He's not heavy on the rap. Not heavy on the rap. And see, I don't know if Gambino's a Chicago guy. This could be a lot of Chicago-type house music in the background. So it was it was pretty good. Now, this is for me. And this made my morning. I went through like 10 CDs this week for this show. So I sacrificed myself to listen to some stuff, especially sitting through that little Uzi Vert shit, two albums of it. But I saved the best for last. My boys Pearl Jam dropped their first album in seven years. And 
This album had me so fucked up this morning. I almost got emotional. Uh, first of all, it's 13 songs on the, on the album. 12 of them are going into rotation. That shows the love that I have for this CD. When you can get 12 of 13 songs to go directly into your rotation, that is saying something. You know, and for most of you people, you wouldn't even know who the fuck they are, especially if you're black. But there's a song called Super Blood, Wolf Moon, Dance of the Clairvoyance, Quick Escape, All Right, Seven O'Clock, Never Destination, Take the Long Way, Come, Then Goes. And a song that I think anybody can really dig is called River Cross. River Cross is outstanding. Matter of fact, this whole CD... I already picked the four albums early 2020 that should be at the Grammys next year. Jadakiss, oh. Eminem, uh, The Weeknd, and Pearl Jam. Right now, those are the four route Mount Rushmore albums that have been released in the first quarter of 2020. Yeah, I don't know if the Grammys going to listen on Jadakiss. But you want to know Grammys something? Always, they always tend to get it wrong. And for hip hop, they they blow them off. Especially, I'm telling you, these it takes a lot for me to actually. But I listen to it blindly, no prejudice, and that's the way I'm going to do records from now on. I don't want to see. It's a I put on my headphones early in the morning. I go track to track. I listen. I don't break down lyric for lyric because I'm just I don't have that kind of time in my life. I don't rewind. I don't fast forward. I don't do any of that. Now, I do have another uh, documentary that I think everybody should watch if you want to get your mind blown. Please do yourself a favor. Tiger, King, Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. If you have not seen this, you need to see this. Have you seen it, Matt? No, it's on my list, though. It's been like the number one thing on Netflix for like the past two weeks. There is a reason it's number one. It's a reason. You're going to sit there and you're going to go, what? The? First of all, I thought they were Blair Witch Project and me. <laughs> I was like, we're going to find out in two months that this was all acted. That this is not like real people. This is a fucking act. You know, somebody's putting a play on. Uh, just let me know what you think about it because I don't want to give away anything, man. You're going to see a lot of uh, toothless individuals, a lot of shitty hairdos. Everybody's a snake. Just think about this. Everybody you see in this entire documentary is not a person you would want anything to do with in your personal life. You wouldn't even want them bagging the groceries for you at the market, man. These are pieces of shit. You know what I mean? Yep. But I've been binge-watching the... <laughs> it's these guys that I think they down in either Georgia or Carolina, like two black guys that own the veterinary shop. I've been I've been binging those shows. I don't know what it is with these veterinarian doctors. For critics, where, where did you find this? YouTube or on, no, not Geo Wild. Oh, okay. Two black veterinarians. Damn, yep. that's that sounds down in the south. I gotta take a peek at that because. Nat Geo is about as white as it gets shit. 
Yeah, that's what got stuck me got me stuck. I'm like, oh, two black guys in the South, and they always say they like, yeah, who would have thought two two guys from two guys from Georgia would be working on a chinchilla? Hmm. Now I will I will say this, man. I gotta say this because I gotta give this guy some love. This is like phenomenal, and I can't really recommend it to everybody because I don't think everybody would get it. But Bob Dylan came out with this record called Murder Most Foul. It was about the killing of John F. Kennedy. And this record is 17 minutes long. And I said, there's no way in the world a record. It's not an album. I said, it's one record. 17 minutes long could hold your attention. This fucking guy held my attention every word out of his mouth for 17 minutes. It is like the longest poem that I've ever heard because that's the way he sings, like a poet. It, this shit is phenomenal. This is like, you got to be on a genius level to be able to put something like this together. And I want to tip my hat, even though he'll never hear it, I have to tip my hat to Bob Dylan for this because this is, this is some special, special work to be able to do that. And it kind of like he he's laying the groundwork of how when Kennedy got killed, how it set in motion everything up into what we live in with today, up to like putting people like Bush in, in the office, Trump in office, and how they had to knock the old God off to get to this new God that's going to lead us to our damnation. It, it, it's heavy, but it's, it's damn good. Who you said it was by? Bob Dylan. Now, don't oh. expect a pretty singing voice. Bob Dylan, uh, let me see. I can't even really imitate how bad Bob. Bob is like, uh, you'll listen to the first two bars and go, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I guarantee you're going to say that to yourself. But you know the best way to listen to this song? With the lyrics up. Because you'll read it and you'll stop hearing Bob. He'll just be the soundtrack. Why you reading this story? Because he's telling a hell of a story. And he's talking about how you could shoot a man down like a dog in the street while his fucking wife is holding him. And then yet nobody see who does it. You know, you know that's, that's something to think about. How do you shoot a man in broad daylight in front of 30,000 people and nobody sees who does it? You know? And less than two minutes later, you already got a new president sworn in. You know, just shit. It's, it's one of those, hmm, something to think about songs. But uh, I, like I said, I got, uh, I'm going to get back into Black. What the fuck is Black Monday? I'm going to watch uh, last night's episode of The Walking Dead. For some reason or another, I seem to get The Walking Dead a, a day early. Instead of Sunday oh. night, I get it Saturday night. Oh, wow. They're doing what power does. Yeah, yeah. So I get it on... Uh, I already have it. Actually, I had it yesterday. But I didn't watch it because I got into the first couple of episodes of uh, The Wire. And now I'm caught back up into The Wire. And it's easy for me to binge watch when my wife agrees on the programming. If she doesn't Wait, agree on the program, it's hard. Were you affected by, you like season two of The Wire? No. Oh, what we right. will do is we will not watch season two. I might watch the last episode just 
as a lead in to season three, but the doc sucked. <laughs> them, them at the docks, I'm passing on that. I'm going to go from that. I know that's back in season three. We start back off with Avon Boxdale, and I'll rejoin from there. But I am not sitting through the the Greek and all that shit. No, I'm passing. You know, I'm going to definitely pass season one, season three, four, and five, and I'm out of there. And then uh, hopefully we'll get back to some form of life. True. I can't wait. Did you see, you watched the Beyond the Ring. Uh, did you notice that when Dean Malenko talks, he shakes like he has like some form of like Parkinson's or something? You know what? I didn't look at that carefully. I wish I would have noticed it. Dean looks a lot older than his wife, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was very disappointed in Benoit Part 2 to find out that I already fucking seen Part 2. Uh, I thought we only seen Part 1 last week. Well, maybe the one, maybe you watched the link that I sent you? Yes. Maybe someone added part two onto it because I only saw part one, but I didn't watch. I didn't watch it from the link. Yeah, that link that you sent me, part two kind of starts off at the death in the house, and I was like, so, "Oh shit, I've seen all this." But I'm glad you brought that up, people. This week, you get to see the Madman, the lives and crimes of New Jack will be aired on Dark Side of the Ring. And if there's never been an interesting character in wrestling, New Jack might be that interesting character for you because his whole life is madness. Might have been one of the worst worst wrestlers. I just set my reminder for that. Yeah. Have you ever seen a match with New Jack? Uh, I've seen a few ECW, but nothing that, like, really stood out that I could, like, recall off the top of my head. Well, I'll show you. I'll describe a whole New Jack match in like 40 seconds. The music comes on. That hot-ass music from uh, NWA. He comes to the ring. He brings a garbage pail. He throws the garbage pail in. He walks around the ring a couple of times like a wild dude from the, the neighborhood. You pick the barrel. Brooklyn, Bronx, Queens, and Manhattan. He shrugs. He goes in. He picks up a stick, a bat, or a stapler. He gets near you, and he staples, hits you, or stabs you with a fork. And that's basically the whole match. Wow. It never ends. I He never pins anybody, and nobody ever pins him. And that's it. That's a New Jack match. Think I'm not bullshitting? Go look him up on YouTube and put a, uh, a New Jack match and see if I'm lying. He had a formula, and he was sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's probably why we never saw him at the New Jack, New Jack City after um, ECW. You couldn't come on, man. He couldn't come up, come to WWE stapling people in the foreheads and stabbing <laughs> them with, uh, I mean, like it was 1970s. See, that was 70s-style wrestling where everything was blood and guts. Yeah, I don't know and, how he could walk around with that scar on his forehead like that. Oh, oh man, his, his forehead is a mess. And see, I don't even think uh, plastic surgery fixes something like that. But that's his badge of honor. That's his badge of honor, and he's that's what he's proud of. Well, Ned, man, unless you got something to say, I'm going to get out of here. 
Right, definitely. Uh, thanks for having me again. Hey, no problem. You always welcome here, man. You you see any movies that you think we should know about? Uh, man, I can't even name them right now. Nothing that really like blew my mind. Okay. Like, everything is becoming like a blur because I'm watching so much. It's so short, little period of time. Yeah, because you got to do anything that you can to keep yourself um, entertained. And yeah, I'm, I'm at the point where I think I'm watching too much. I was like, let me pick up a book because I'm going to watch 10 hours of nonstop TV. You know what? There's a word that's been bothering me a lot. I'm going to leave on this. People with this board. And I'm going to tell you now, if you're bored, you're telling everybody that you lack intelligence. Don't admit that you're a dummy to nobody. Bored is a uh, synonym for I'm stupid. There are too many things in this world that you don't know about that you can investigate when you have free time. Call it free yep. time. Call it exactly. You know what you could do? Go fix your fucking closet. That, that shit that you promised this woman that you were going to take care of around the house that you didn't get to, go do that. That time that you was going to spend reading or bonding with your child without tablet and TV, you got time to do it. Some shit you want to learn to cook, you got time to do it. Stop with the board. Stop admitting your faults, your worst faults to the world. It's, yeah, it's, I, was it's not people, I was like, I'm home. I always wanted to get like in real estate. So the week, this week I've been listening to like short sales, podcasts and stuff on things on YouTube on just explaining short sales and making money, short sales and stuff like that. So I'm like, you just go to YouTube University. Anything you type in, I want to learn how to play guitar with my toes. You, I'm pretty sure you can find it. And you know, all it takes to do that, Nick, is to have interest. And see, dummies are not interested in anything. They want that TV to entertain them so they can be lazy and don't have to do nothing. They don't even have to think. All they have to do is, is comprehend whatever that box is punting out in. See, but if you're not lazy, there's always something you want to learn. There's always something new. There's so many things. I mean, this internet is amazing, man. Like I said, even if you're just a gorilla and you got nothing else to do, fix your fucking closet. Put all your shoes in order, all your socks, roll them shits up. Make the, the crib neat. I don't know. There's got to be something better than saying I'm bored. Bored, that means you're just giving up. No, fuck boys. I ain't with it. Well, I'm getting hungry. Yeah, me too. And I always say that word. I always say that word like I just crawled out of a cave. It's hungry. Not hungry. And uh, I appreciate you, Nat. And if you got any information, shoot me an email, man. Give me a topic to talk about. I'll be more than happy to uh, do some research and figure it out. All right, will do. Have a good one. Okay. Everybody, I appreciate you listening in. This has been Strange Talk with Doc. I'm your host, Doc. That was Ned Boy, and I appreciate him calling. And I want you to remain safe. Be careful out there. Wash those hands. Take care of yourself. Take care of your families. And be good. And make sure you give people some proper space and distance, okay? Well, peace to you and peace to yours.